This is Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence. Your 803 tea time every Sunday morning right here on ESPN Sports Radio 1392.5. Backspin Golf is brought to you by Clark's Pump and Shop, Lexington Parks and Recreation, Edwin Watts Golf, and Georgetown Advantage Air. Let's join your host, Matthew Lawrence, for Backspin Golf. Good morning. Good morning. Here we go. I, I got to calm down because it's going to be a long day until we find out who is going to win the 123rd U.S. Open Championship. Uh, this is going to be great. In just a second, Dan Hauser is going to join me, and we'll talk about what to expect uh, later today in this final round. I can't wait. This is going to be nuts. Uh, and then you're going to hear from uh, Ryan French, a case of the golf or Monday Q info, however you, you want to call him. I just call him my guy, Ryan. Uh, and we're going to, he's going to explain to us how the qualifying for the U S open went and all the qualifying sites. We were going to do it last week. But then this announcement was made about golf tours and everything, and uh, that's what we focused on last Sunday. But I thought it'd be really interesting. There were 66 uh, men that qualified for the U.S. Open through the, all the different qualifying sites. 18 of them made the cut, uh, and Ryan will explain how all of that went down. And then uh, Keith Stewart, our guy, I spoke to him a couple days ago. He is out in Los Angeles, uh, of course, following along as they have this great week of the United States Open at the L.A. Country Club. Uh, so all that is coming up. But right now, here we go. My guy, Dan Hauser, uh, who is now with Golf Unfiltered. Well, hello there, Dan Hauser. <laughs> hello. <laughs> happy uh, happy final round morning to you. <laughs> yes, well, thank you very much. Uh, I, you know, my instinct is to get I'm jazzed about what we're about to see happen later. But I, we both of us need to really conserve our energy because it's going to be 10 or 12 hours before we have any idea what's going to happen. I, I mean, mean this, early in the, this early in the morning, my mask will off, but I think we have, what, like almost 10 hours until the leaders tee off? <laughs> it's, it's the whole thing. is, just, And I get it. And people seem to love this, that it's in prime time as opposed to the afternoon or whatever. We got to remember it's Father's Day. So this means that all the Father's Day uh brunches and everything families are doing with their dads today they'll be able to do that and then get back in time they're not even going to tee off again until around 6 or 6 30 eastern time so i guess it works out well for everybody i guess except those of us who are so old that they're usually asleep when <laughs> when this happens that's you, not you you're a you young know, guy Thursday and Friday, I was loving this primetime golf event. Once you get to Saturday and Sunday, it's like, okay, can we wrap this up just maybe a <laughs> tiny bit earlier? 
all right, where do we even begin? Here are the final pairings, the last four pairings for later today. You ready? Let's go. Oh, you know, oh before I say this, I, I, I want to start our discussion with this fact. Normally, when we watch golf tournaments, we have usually a guy that we want to win, maybe two. And usually there's a villain, maybe, although most of those villains don't play on the PGA Tour anymore. But that's a whole other story. Uh, I am going to have a lot of trouble later today because there are a number of guys that I would be really happy to see win this golf tournament. And I'm going to start with the fourth of the four final pairings, uh, Xander Shoffley, who well, I'm amazed he's even still there with some of the stuff that went on with him today, uh, hitting the, into the lip of the same bunker twice. Uh, Xander, hello. Uh, but he will be paired with Ryutaro Nagano. How about that pairing? Can we talk about him for a second? Qualifier in Japan, qualified to play in the United States Open. How can you not love that guy? It's it's almost like a real life tin cup type of story going on, <laughs> playing his way into uh, into you know into contention on a Sunday. But you know what? It, it's it's really cool because that's what the U.S. Open is about: is anyone at any time, anywhere can make it. And uh, right. we're we're seeing that right there with him, and and he's you know basically you know he's going to play with Xander Shoffley on Sunday at the U.S. Open, right? Right, and one of the last four groups. Uh, and uh, coming up on the show, we talked with uh, I talked with Ryan French a little bit earlier in the week about U.S. Open qualifying and how the longest day, as it was called, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and there were 66 guys that qualified through that longest day, and 16 of them, uh, 18 of them, I'm sorry, made the cut. And Ryutaro Nagano is one of those, and he's playing pretty well. So that's cool. So we have Xander and Nagano, and then Harris English and DJ, uh, Dustin Johnson, I can't believe Harris English is still there. He made so many mistakes today that it's incredible. But then the final two pairings, Rory and Scotty Scheffler, who will talk about how he finished his round today. And finally, Ricky Fowler and Wyndham Clark, again, who played together today. Uh, the, that list of people, I told you, I don't care. I don't care. I, Scotty Scheffler's a really good guy, but I don't care. I don't care. I really don't. We got Rory and Ricky and Wyndham Clark for different reasons. And I guess that's about it. Those three. What about you? I mean, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to be saying, can we get rid of Wyndham Clark? Can we get him out of the equation early in the day? Um, <laughs> I know. And it's, 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 it's almost a shame because he is such a good guy and his story is so great. But when you mention some of those other names, it's almost just I, I just feel like people are just going to say, OK, can we just kind of, you know, Yo, yeah. no offense to him, but can he kind of just, you know, get can we get rid of him so we can focus on Ricky and Rory right. and, and, and Scotty even to an extent? But um, 
I think the two biggest, um, I guess you could say stories or, or yeah. ways this thing could finish. Obviously, of course, I think the coolest one would be Ricky Fowler. Uh, you know, finally, not only just not only finally getting his first major, but doing it after kind of the um, crash he sort of had. I mean, we're, he's, oh. he's he's in the he's in the midst of building his career back up right now. So, I mean, that would be. You know, the, the, when he was playing at his peak, he never got one. And so that would be really cool to, for him to get one on the way back up now. And then, yep. of course, you know, Rory, not only has it been, what, nine years since he won his last yeah. one, but this is the first major since the merger. So of all the people to, to claim yep. that first major post, you know, quote unquote merger, I think for Ricky to be or for Rory to be it after everything that he's gone through both personally and professionally was it as it has to do with the pga tour and live and the saudis and, and everything that's happened over the last 18 months or so it would probably make him feel pretty vindicated for uh everything he's been dealing with yeah i i agree with that and the thing is uh i loved earlier in the week at the beginning of u.s open week he finally in one of his press conferences said i'm done I, I'm done with all of it, with all of that. I am now, I put it behind me. I'm just concentrating on golf. Uh, we all know what he's been through as the face of the PGA Tour with all this stuff. And I'm just really happy he's still there um, on going into Sunday again. Normally in majors, the way it's been for him is he shoots himself in the foot earlier and he's out of it and then comes up on Sunday and shoots 64 and ends up losing by three shots or something. We get that backdoor top 10. <laughs> right, right. That's not what's happening here later today. So, uh, of course, it would be great if Rory won. Ricky Fowler is an amazing story because even though he has crashed and disappeared for the last three years or so, he has always remained one of the most popular golfers on the PGA Tour. And he's, from all accounts, he has been the same guy from when his career started and he everybody loved him and his long hair and all the stuff. And then this horrible period he's gone through, he has always remained the same guy. Everybody respects him and likes him and so that would be terrific and for people listening dan that don't know just briefly about wyndham clark uh he lost his mom when he was a freshman uh at oklahoma state and by the way ricky fowler is all, also played at oklahoma state so uh both of those guys cowboys in the final group tomorrow um it's an incredibly sad story and what Wyndham Clark went through uh, until finally he, did, he didn't want to play golf anymore. He was incredibly close to his mom and he finally made the decision that she would have wanted this and he kind of put it behind him as but you never all the way put it behind you. But so it's great that he's playing the way that he is and he will have more chances at this right dan he's really good oh no listen absolutely and, and his mom was the one that turned him on i mean it's it's a fantastic story and that's why i was right. joking that it's kind of a bummer that those are the other names in there because i feel like he's going to end up almost being the right the, right the, the, uh, the odd the man odd out as far as the popular choice is going to be for most golf fans uh 
One other right. interesting note I'll, I'll bring up about Ricky Fowler, too, is that a lot of people forgot about this because he wasn't one of the big flashy names as far as like uh, what was happening on the course at the time. But Ricky Fowler very publicly and very honestly turned down a $75 million deal from Liv uh, relatively yeah. early on. And he right. even came out and he said, you know, I, I went back and forth a lot about it because in his mind, he's probably seen somebody like Brooks who's saying, okay, well, I don't know if I can really do this anymore on a week-in, week-out basis on the PGA Tour, but Liv's going to pay me all this money, and it doesn't even really matter how I do anymore. And he could have very easily right. taken that same route with the way his game had been, and he'd been struggling on the PGA Tour. He hadn't been making much in the way of cuts, but he, right. he stuck it out. He said, I'm going to keep grinding it out, and uh, at least for the first three days of the U.S. Open, he's certainly been rewarded for that as well. We talk about, you yeah. know, with, with uh, Rory being rewarded so far, but – uh, Ricky right. seems to so far be be getting rewarded as well. We'll see if uh, he can finish it out. I uh, here's what I hope, and we always hope this happens. I hope somebody wins it tomorrow. I hope you know, and as so often happens, especially in majors, I hope that there are no big mistakes. I hope somebody. I hope they all shoot sixty five, and and we have a playoff, or you know. Rory shoots 64, maybe, to get into the playoff. I, I hope they all play really well. That's that's what I would like. Uh, the leaderboard, the, the leaderboard as it is, you know, 10, 10 or so hours before they tee off here now, would certainly indicate, especially with the way the, they've been playing the last three days, it would. It, I, I think we're, we're, we've, th these last three days have been rare as far as U.S. Opens go with all the low scores and everyone shooting really well. So, I think that the way this is going, somebody's going to win it today. It's not going to be like a traditional U.S. Open on a Sunday where it's basically who's going to lose at least or who's going to make right. the least amount of mistakes. Somebody's going to go out and they're going to straight up win it today, uh, whether uh, it's whether it's the four, one of those four or it's somebody even further back than that, like a Dustin Johnson or someone else who might also put up a 62 or a 63. You never know. But somebody somebody will win this today. I, I'm, I'm confident the way things have gone this week that it will not be a somebody lost it. Somebody will absolutely win it. Well, I hope you're right. And, uh, of course, all the Twitter activity. And uh, I always go to Justin Ray, uh, at Justin Ray Golf, because he's the most amazing with statistics about golf. I don't know how he does it. But this was something he said last night. The, this is the first 54-hole lead or co-lead in a major for both Ricky Fowler and Wyndham Clark. 24 straight. 24 straight and 48 of the last 49 U.S. Open champions were within four shots entering the final round. So even though and we haven't even talked about L.A. Country Club, which that's a whole other thing. <laughs> we need a whole other segment just for that. <laughs> it is. And you and I will talk about that at some point. Um, again, uh, they can there there will be. Somebody could shoot a 66 or a 67. Uh, the weather's supposed to be a lot like it was today. But with that golf course, if you get a, a bad bounce with that fescue and the, up against the lip of the bunker and, the, you know, all that stuff, that's what I mean. I hope it doesn't come down to that. I hope it comes down to somebody holding out like Scotty Scheffler did on 17 from 200 and something yards by the way he finished uh the two hardest holes on the golf course he finished eagle birdie so but i don't Played. care i don't care about <laughs> Played his way right into that 
right in that yeah. next to last group with those two <laughs> <Yeah>. scouts. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Um, all right. Before I let you go, and this is, I'm not, let's put it this way. I am not uh, taking any money and risking it on this golf tournament in terms of what's going to happen. Do you have a feeling anyway, one way or the other? Ricky's going wire to wire. Wow. Wow. Okay. You heard it here first, folks, about 12 (laughs) hours before it's going to (laughs) happen. And if he doesn't, I'm coming after you. That's Um, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That'd be good. It'd be great to see you. Anyway, um, I am going to say, holy cow. All right. I'm going with you. There you go. I'm going with you. I'm going, we'll put <laughs> all our energy into Ricky winning this. And again, so many of the Twitter uh, posts last night from, you know, all, both of us, you with Golf Unfiltered now and me with the show, we have all these, these accounts and friends of ours on Twitter. It's real. It was really interesting reading all the ones late last night about how how people are torn about who to root for. I mean, it's, you know, so many Ricky, but I want Rory to win. And, you know, and then this friend of mine, Sean Vinsel, said a playoff duel between them would be unbelievable. I don't, how, how can we do that? Dan? I think I regardless of what happens, I think regardless of what happens tomorrow, we're in a good spot. And uh, it's been tough to say that about anything involving golf lately, but I think no matter what yeah. happens tomorrow, we're going to yeah. have a, a fun and winner which is which is all that really matters yeah. when you want to watch good compelling uh golf on a final round sunday of a major right okay all right that's it uh, uh you do what you're going to do today i'm going to take a nap in case we have a playoff or something <laughs> <laughs> might not be a bad idea <laughs> i know oh you know what though before i let you go there better not be a playoff because if there is it will happen monday morning I'm just telling yeah Monday you. morning out there, so we're talking we're talking Monday lunchtime for us East Coasters. Right. But yeah, there, that's that exactly happen, yeah. right because it's yeah. been getting pretty dark at the end of these rounds. So well, we'll see, we'll see what happens later. As always, thanks a million, man. You're the best. All right, always good talking to you guys. <laughs> see ya. I right, see ya. Backspin golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Commonwealth Credit Union. Welcome back. All right, uh, this is uh, an incredible, as it always is when I speak with Ryan French, an incredibly important uh, moment in time that Ryan has taken some time uh, because he's about to to do something very important. And as always, I appreciate more than he knows that I get a chance to speak with him. Uh, Mr. Monday Q Info himself at A Case of the Golf and the number one on Twitter, my buddy Ryan French. Hello there, Ryan French. Matthew, every time I'm on this show, yeah. I say there's only you only have your first radio show once, <laughs> and that was on this show. So, thank you. Well, you're welcome. But it wasn't me that took it from 500 followers on Twitter to now 141.3 thousand followers. That was you. That wasn't me. That, that is a mind-blowing number. Yes, uh, it is. 
am very, very lucky. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's my pleasure. Now, normally when I talk to you, you're either in northern Michigan. Oh, I gave away where he usually is. Forget I said that. But That's fine. you could be anywhere. I wasn't talking to you when I said forget I said that. I was talking no. to our listeners. I don't want people tracking you down. You know what I'm saying? Oh, fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but this week, you are somewhere. Uh, I, I, first of all, well, you're at the Colorado Open. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm at the Women's Colorado Open. Uh, there is not enough opportunities for women in developmental golf, and this is but this is a great one. $100,000 to the winner, $250,000 purse, and uh, I'm lucky enough to be playing in the Pro-Am with Hannah Gregg. So Uh-oh, let's no. See. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, we're gonna see we're gonna see some X's on the card for me for sure. <laughs> I I don't think so. I think you're gonna help tremendously, but that's just me. First of all, where is the Colorado Open played? It's it's held at the Green Valley Ranch in uh, in Aurora. This must be in Aurora. I oh, guess. okay. All right. Is that I don't know. I mean, I've heard of Aurora, Colorado. Is that at altitude at all? It is. Yeah, ten percent. So I'm gonna be bombing. I was just gonna say this. Yeah, bombs. Oh okay. yeah, this is. But the problem is when you get back home and you're at sea level, and then you got to hit your seven iron and it's not going two thirty like it will in Colorado for you. Yeah, you know. sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, all right. Here's I want to fill people in just for a second. We were going to talk last week, and yep. then the, these guys made this announcement about something. And it took over the whole golf world. Instead of my conversation with you, I had to talk sure. about those guys and people. Yep. So yep. We, we moved it to this week. But it's U.S. Open week this week. And I, the first thing I want to talk to you about is the absolutely staggering work that you did, along with uh, your buddy and my buddy, Mark Baldwin, on on – all the work you put in on U.S. Open qualifying. I know it seems like it happened two months ago already. Yes, it but does. it wasn't that long ago. How did you guys manage that? Tell everybody what you ended up doing. What You were on the for, air doing live shows for like 27 hours in a row or something, weren't you? Yeah. First of all, I forgot that I had been bumped on this show. I don't know. Are we... I forgot. I'm not sure I'd even be on if I remember. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame um, you. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, it is my Super Bowl. Uh, it's one of the coolest days in golf, in my yeah. very biased opinion. And, yeah, we did uh, we did about six hours of live shows, Mark and I, and uh, covered a lot of the stories that, that make that day great. You, uh, as a matter of fact, leading up to that day, the work you did was spectacular because you talked about all the U.S. Open qualifying sites and and described the golf courses and wanted you kept putting them up the days leading up to qualifying and every day we would get up and we'd find out about some other venue that of course they were going to have and it was the the whole thing was fantastic. Is there? Just looking back, and I know a lot has gone on, and it has been a couple of weeks now. Was there anything that really uh, – there were a, a ton of great stories, but was there one that really kind of stuck out for you? Yeah. Uh, 
probably J.J. Gray's uh, story. J.J. Mm-hmm. Uh, had written his story before. Yeah. His, his, um, his good friend, um, Sam Masbury, took his own life when he was 23, and uh, Sam's family now sponsors J.J. Uh, in his chase to, to get to the PGA Tour, and, and, uh, and J.J. qualified for the U.S. Open. Uh, he, he put Sam's initials on his ball uh, every day yep. uh, that he plays, and so this will be a super special moment. I'm actually working on a story about about Sam's life, and uh, it'll be out tomorrow. And um, you know his legacy, although he you know died from suicide, his legacy lives on. He's touched a lot of people's lives. They have a foundation in Sam's name now, and yep. um, you know focus on mental health, and it's just uh, a very important cause. And and uh, Sam's family is headed out to the u.s open to watch jj play and uh it's a it's a a very it's going to be a very special moment and and just it was hard for me to get through uh when you wrote about that and i saw a video with him and everything but this is the kind of work that you do that's why you have one hundred forty-one thousand followers and people love you for this and for other things because you bring these stories that before we never would have known. Oh, here's a guy who who's he? He's playing in the open. How about just talk for a minute about this one? Because this one, this says pretty much everything. Uh, and Mark did a great um, thing with his story. Jesse, how do you pronounce his name? Shut shoot shooty shooty. shooty. Okay, yeah. Here's what it says. He didn't play practice round at qualifying. As his wife was going to, and this is your grammar, which is my favorite thing about you. Sure. Qualifying as his wife was going to give birth at any second, yet he made it through being stuck in Asia for six months and an illness that nearly killed him and helping juniors. First of all, that grammatically is the most perfect (laughs) phrasing I have ever heard. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was even by my standards, that was pretty bad. But uh, yeah, Jesse has a great story. Uh, you know, as Chase, he when he was in Asia, he was playing on the Asian Developmental Tour. And for those that don't know, we're talking a step below the Asian Tour in places in Asia people have never heard of. It's, oh my uh, lord! It is it is far down the list of places to play in pro golf, and um, you know that's what these guys do. And then he got stuck there. Uh, during COVID for six months. Uh, yeah. And then he wasn't even going to play his, um, his qualifying uh, round as his wife was about to give birth, but at the last second decided to go up there, didn't play a practice round, still got through. And so uh, we'll, we'll play his first major. It's, um, it's <laughs> very cool. You know, these are the stories that I think are important in golf. And continuing with everything that you do, this is, something else that is also fantastic because of the people that you now know uh and know what a how important a guy you are uh you you have access to things like uh golf clubs and golf clothes and different things that you have a foundation and you you give things to people that are, are worthy of getting these things that never would have gotten them before. And that includes tickets like to the U.S. Open at the L.A. Country Club. So yeah, I, a couple, I mean, it's, it's, couple it's, hours it's, it's, here before a couple hours, uh, you got some tickets um, f- 
for the practice round, I guess, right, for the U.S. Open? Yep. And uh, is that is this right, $700 for two tickets? Yeah, so, yeah, Thursday's tickets are $700. Yeah, players have been very nice enough to me to uh, to kind of send me uh, unused tickets that they don't have, and I give them away to uh, parents and kids that may nor- not be able to normally go. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's just one of the many rewarding things that I get to do. It's, it's super cool, and the players... They give me those tickets. They're awesome. It's really nice of them. It is. It's great of them. But here's my question. How do you, I would have a very hard time because a lot of people respond. And the ones I always see, you know, bring tears to my eyes. Like I want to take my dad. He introduced me to the game. How do you, how do you I guess you don't. How do you really know which of those are true and which are those of people that are going to get the tickets and then sell them? Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably too <laughs> trustworthy, and I believe them at their words. Yeah, and, yeah, well, uh, but I try my best to pick through uh, the ones that are actual and not, and uh, yeah. give them to the people who are the most deserving. Yeah, and it, you, the place you come from, I know it doesn't always happen this way, but I'm guessing it always is the right people to do it. Uh, before I let you go, so you're going to be. Uh, at playing in the Colorado Open pro am, sure. and I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna send you a text after we get okay. through about that. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, but now hold on. Uh, where do you go from there? I'm assuming that's on the on Wednesday, right? Pro-Am. So I'm playing through through Friday, and then probably oh. going to the U.S. Open. Um, oh, it's an all. It, it's a yeah. So life okay. is okay. Life is pretty good. Yeah. Right now. Okay. And uh, you know, there are some of your friends that might like to be with you on some of these. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. I'm, I'm not talking fair about enough. me. I'm saying that you probably well, have. You know some what? Friends. I was going to invite you, Matthew, but I got bumped from this show last week. So unfortunately, you know, I fair. didn't know. Fair. Fair. Okay. Fair. Okay. Uh, now I'm crushed. Okay. It'll <laughs> never happen again. Believe me. <laughs> All right, Um, you're the greatest. I love you to death. Have a great time playing. You're going to be great. I want pictures and videos, as we'll always get, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. I love you, buddy. You too. See ya. ya. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by French Lick Resort Casino. Welcome back. Uh, So this is really cool. I am always grateful to talk to my pal, Keith Stewart, but especially now because it's U.S. Open week and it's being played in Los Angeles at the L.A. Country Club, and I have several things other than the incredible content that Keith is responsible for with Read the Line. You can follow him on Twitter at KJ Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T-P-G-A, because he is a PGA member. And nobody does it as well as he does. Hi, Keith. Matt, good morning. How cool is it that I'm calling you from 90210? It's unbelievable. I thought about that last night. They showed us, uh, I was watching live from, and they showed the sign that says Beverly Hills and all that stuff. But, you know, uh, I'm actually very familiar with that 
whole area. But I want to say this. I want to start with you. First of all, thanks for getting up early. I, you got there yesterday, right? Yes, I did. I flew in uh, LAX late Monday, late, yeah. late Monday night. That's a great little video you put up with uh, Randy Newman's I Love L.A. behind it. And it was Jimmy uh, had said to me when we looked at that uh, video, boy, the sky is incredible. It must be early because there's no smog or anything out there. But it looks gorgeous right now. The weather is exquisite. Um, as we all know, L.A., uh, when I was here back for – the Genesis at Riv, yeah. um, they had gotten so much rain and everything, and it hasn't rained in a long time, and uh, uh, they kind of haven't seen the sun either, and it's almost as if uh, the USGA coming into town has lifted the clouds, and I tell you, <laughs> this place just looks absolutely exquisite, Matt. It looks amazing. Uh, I can, well, I can, we can't wait for the actual tournament to start, and but here's the thing that I want to start with you. Uh, as you asked on Twitter, why wouldn't you listen to somebody about this tournament that's actually played LACC? I want you to know that of I lived there for 21 years. I played every golf course there except LACC. And for many, many, for decades, I wouldn't have been allowed to play there because I was an actor. They didn't let actors into LACC. So I need you to tell me really what it's like having played it. Well, I'll tell you, it, it's definitely in my top three. And I, I can't just pick one, but I can put it in my top three. Wow. It is, the, the vibe here, Matt, is so cool. I've been very fortunate in my career to play a lot of very neat places yeah. and, and, and meet some wonderful people. But this one almost tops the list, or, or on certain days it does top the list. It's just everything about this place is just pure golf once you get inside the walls. And the juxtaposition of the scenery between Century City, the yeah. Playboy Mansion, <laughs> um, the Hollywood Hills, it's just so cool. And the vibe, you got to wear a jacket in the clubhouse and no phones. You just go out for a walk and you play golf. And then, you know, the terrain is just so varied. The Barranca, the green sites are so cool. George Thomas and the work yeah. that he's done. Um, I'm sitting in the uh, media center right now. I can see Jeff Shackelford, who was part of the team with Gil Hans and Jim Wagner that did the redo yeah. in 2010. And, and what a wonderful job they've done. Um, I tell you, the, when I hold out, I played in December of 2019. When I hold out my putt on the 18th hole that day, I was counting down the days to this week. Wow. Because this place, it, I am as hyped. For this major championship, I am more hyped for this major championship than I have been for one in ten years. I'm telling you, I can this hear place, it. I can hear it in your it, voice. I mean, it's uh, it's it's unbelievable. God, I wish I were there. I really do. I'm, I'm standing in a cubicle, getting you know, taking this interview right now because I'm just so charged up talking about <laughs> it. It, it. It. I mean, with all that's going on in golf, Matt. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. What better What better place than to go to a major? major u.s market for the national championship hollywood and have it be an iconic venue i mean they haven't had the u.s open in la since 1948 yeah and that was riviera great spot ben hogan ben great hogan champion. right and i think i think that you're gonna get a similar hollywood end i mean what else could you have other than a hollywood ending here in la we want that for the writing after it's over to be you couldn't script this they say it's not believable that would be 
that would be really cool. We'll we'll see what happens. Let's get to uh, among the many things you do so wonderfully well. Let's get to your thoughts. I mean, uh, we are speaking uh, full transparency on Wednesday. So we tee it off. And by the way, you know, I, I can't believe they do this to uh, those of us on Eastern time. Seriously. We got to wait. It's t- opening tea time tomorrow morning is 740 Pacific time. We got to wait until 1040 a.m. to see the first shots hit. That's not fair. It's just not fair. No, no, it's an hour before that. It's 6.40. Oh, okay. That's that's better. So it's only 9.40. Okay. <laughs> well, it doesn't make it much better. But, um, well, there'll be golf when I wake up. That's yeah, for sure. I know but that. I, I, um, but I understand. It's, it's, I, I mean, this is like going on a golf buddies trip. And, it's you know, you fly in the night before and you can't sleep because, you know, the next day you're playing wow. a bucket list place. Yep. I mean, this is just, it's so cool. And, you know, I. There's a lot of unknowns about this golf course, but having played it, having walked it all day yesterday, watching what the guys are wow. actually practicing and what they're working on, yeah, there's three things I want the viewers and your listeners to pay attention to because I think these three things will help you contend over the course of 72 holes. The first thing is short game. There's all sorts of crazy lies around this. Oh place. yeah, you've got you've got 300 yard par fours, you've got 290 yard par threes, you've got 600 yard you know, par fives, 500-yard par fours. So there's a barranca, which is a fancy word for a ditch. And, you know, there's scrubs in there, you know, and there's sand in there. There's rocks in there. There's double bogeys in there. You yeah, know? yeah. How do you get out of those places? The bunkers have these cool features. They're called eyebrows, and they sit above the bunkers, and it's this, like, Brillo type of grass. All of these things are going to take magicians with a wedge, speed. Cam Smith come to mind. Guys like that. Mm-hmm. The second thing is lag putting. Right, these are huge greens that yeah. have these weird out outcroppings that kind of go in between the bunkers, Matt. So, like you're gonna you're gonna have to play the meat of the green and putt out to these little fingers or peninsulas, and it's gonna cause you to have to be able to really be a really good approach putter or lag putter. Uh-huh. And the third thing is, is you got to bring your long iron game, a la like a Victor Hovland or Scotty um, or Brooks. Yeah. You know, you know, you've got to be able to hit these long iron shots, you know, almost 50% of your approach shots into these greens are coming from 200 plus. And we have two par threes that are over 280. Oh. So at the end of the day, if you, if you key on those three things, I promise you, you'll do well in your weekend wagers. And here's the one, the other thing, before we get to those wagers, this is my, maybe my favorite thing of that golf course. There is a 78-yard par three. And to hear them talk, I was listening to interviews yesterday, Was a, it was hysterical listening to them talk about how they're going to play that hole. It's so great. Well, they had the Walker Cup here in 2017, which is another USGA competition right. between America, for, for amateurs between America and Great Britain and Ireland. And on the last day, the 15th hole, they played it at 78 yards. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about. You almost can't approach that green from that spot. It's too small to land a shot from 80 yards. Yeah. So you have to play to the meat of the green, especially if you're in the lead or you're contending. You know, if you, if you need a birdie, you got to fire at it. But that thing, one of these days, is going to be played at 80 yards. And that hole can also be played at 140. Yeah. And this is the versatility and the brilliance of LACC and what George Thomas has done. 
you know, the drivable holes, the par threes. There's so many different variations of what they can do with this golf course. And you know how the USGA loves oh. to create a different challenge every day. Oh, boy. And they, 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 they've been good. You know, don't go back to Chambers Bay where we were changing pars and everything, right? Yeah, this I hate not that. Your fa- this, this is not your father's, <laughs> right? Uh, okay, this is not our dad's USGA. <laughs> They're listening to the players. They're creating really savvy competitions. They're examining all aspects of the, everyone's game. And, and I think that people are really going to enjoy this. And uh, the 15 pole and the 80-yard shot, I watched a couple guys because where the media center sits is right near the 10th pole and the 14th green, which yeah. is a big par five. So the 15th tee. And so I saw a couple groups go back there yesterday. I had to get out of the media center. They got the air conditioning here on um, like Iceland. <laughs> so yeah, I had to get out and I had to get out and like feel some warmer temperatures. And I walked over and I watched a couple groups go through. And everyone, the pin wasn't over there, but everyone just hit to that little peninsula. And because they know it's coming mm-hmm. and they don't normally get shots like that. You know, it's like the seventh hole at Pebble. It's yep. very, very unique. And, um, you know, everything about this place is unique and it's going to be just so much fun oh, to watch I, the competition. I can't wait. And uh, Max Homer was the, uh, you know, who has the course record there when he, he shot 61 in the Pac-12 championship a decade ago. But they asked him how he was going to play that hole and if he was going to tee the ball up because that's how you get more spin. And his answer was the funniest. He said, basically, he said, yeah, uh, I am. One of, at least one of the days, I'll have the ball on a tee up three inches and just swing as hard as I can so I can get the most spin possible on a golf ball. And just that visual made me laugh. I mean, it's going to be great. I'm telling you right now, the winner of this championship, right? This this is not a documentary, okay? This is an adapted screenplay we have here, okay? (laughs) There is a creative Hollywood writer that knows what's going to happen. This is not going to be this is not going to be cookie cutter in any fashion. There is going to be a ton of imagination. Again, don't be surprised if some of the guys that are, you know, your swashbucklers there on the PGA Tour. I, I just don't know that Bruton Braun gets it done here over 72 holes. I think at some point you're going to need a little magic. Yeah. And um, yep. I would watch for those guys, you know, okay. that, uh, some of whom I mentioned earlier. All right. Give us give us uh, who, what you think is going to happen here. Or have you, it's only Wednesday, so have you even decided what we, we're going to do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Read the line goes out 9 a.m. Wednesday morning. Oh, so okay. LPGA, U.S. Open, it's all covered. It's there. It's out. Right. Readtheline.com. You could go subscribe. Yep. You could find out, right? So um, I think the winning score will be between six and eight under par. Wow. I think people I think people will make a bunch of birdies, but I also think they'll find trouble. Yeah. I think the golf course will play firm and fast. It will only continue to get firmer and faster. Uh, a la like 2018 at Shinnecock. Mm-hmm. They won't lose control of the golf course because of the marine layer here, but they the, the golf course will have some bounce to it. And overall, you'll want to be able to get out of trouble, approach putt your ball, and use and be a good shot maker. Yeah. You know, everyone's talking about the wide fairways, right? But right. the fairways get a lot smaller when you start to look at how the can and everything moves with land yeah. this thing is on the side of a hill it goes through a valley i mean you know what the topography is like out here yep so for me 
the type of guy, I mean, it's tough to get away from Brooks or Scotty, right. but I, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be somebody like Speed or Smith that's going to take home the trophy, the medal, and of wow. course, maybe even the, maybe even the Oscar. Wow. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait for that one, but... Uh... It's so as always, it's so great to talk to you, and I can't thank you enough for giving us the update. And uh, I, I'll, I'd say have a great time, but I know that's a given. And um, we'll catch up with you when after you get back. You're the best. You are the best at what you do, and I'm very grateful to have you join me anytime you can. Matt, it's always a pleasure to be here. But I have one question for you. Yeah. Who do you think wins? Who do you think wins? Uh. It's a really good question, and I don't, it's only Wednesday, so I don't really uh, know what I'm going to do yet. But um, first of all, well, it's a whole other discussion because it involves players from other tours per se. But I have a feeling, all I want, to, to be honest, I don't know who's going to win. I want Harrington to play really well and get a top 10. That's what I want to see this week. I love that guy, and I just I hope he plays really well. Well, much like him, you guys do the same thing for golf. You guys are refreshing. Well, You're awesome, and I'll come on anytime. Thanks okay. for having me. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Take care. Okay. All right. That'll do it. Okay. Uh, I'm in a hurry now because we're going to watch the final round. Oh, wait. That's not for another 10 or 12 hours or whatever it's going to be until it ends. Anyway, thanks for listening. We love uh, final round of major Sundays on Backspin Golf. And uh, thanks so much to Dan Hauser and Ryan French and Keith Stewart, all three of them. Just great having them on as always. Uh, and as always, thanks to our incredible partners, Commonwealth Credit Union, Edwin Watts, French Lick Resort, Georgetown Advantage Air, Gearheads of Nicholasville, Critter Control, Truly Nolan, Lexington Parks and Rec, of course, for our great golf courses, and Maple Leaf Roofing Systems, Wowing Central Kentucky, one roof at a time. Have a great Sunday. Have a great time watching the final round of the United States Open Championship. And we'll be back next week. This is ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Lexington Parks and Recreation.